0: to another episode of Two A Lifestyle Guys. I appreciate you listening to uh, another episode. And let's go ahead and start getting the intro out of the way. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media. We are on Facebook under 2A Lifestyle. We are on Instagram under the Two spelled out. That's T W O A lifestyle. We're also on TikTok. We fucking haven't put anything out just because it's a pain in the ass doing videos. I'm trying to build YouTube videos more so than TikTok videos. And by the way, we're also on YouTube under 2A lifestyle. So go ahead and check us out. And also, If you aren't subscribed to wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe. If you can, leave us reviews. It's the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content on their favorite podcast provider. Also, if you like this show and you feel like supporting us, go ahead and support us on Patreon. Uh, You can support us for as little as $1 a month and anything that you guys give us on Patreon goes straight back into this podcast. It pays the uh, fucking publication you know, like the fee that it costs for us to uh, subscribe to Podbean, which is uh, who releases our podcasts and does it on all platforms. It also helps us buy new equipment uh, whenever it comes to going and doing cool shit, whenever we're, you know, like with our fucking mic went out because of a thunderstorm, it helped us pay for a new mic, Uh, and also go ahead and check out our sponsors, Uh, Cold War Consume is our sponsors, we'll get into our ad read or later into the show, that is the best way to support us, let our sponsors know that you appreciate them and you like the products that they sell. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into this podcast, and also... I will go ahead and say I am Rona free now. Uh, If you guys can fucking believe it, uh, when I went to go get retested to get uh, back into work and all that good shit, uh, the lab that took my coronavirus test actually lost my fucking test so I had to get my brain tickled again so I've been tested three fucking times Uh, so I had to uh, get retested and I am fucking negative now Uh, so that is a good deal I was able to go to the range before I went back to work and uh, had some of my uh, fucking uh, new toys that we're going to be talking about in our reviews. I uh, was able to get them going. And if you follow us on social media, you will see that I fucking failed like a newbie. I forgot. Uh, sim cards and extra batteries and just you know shit for every little bit of camera that I did bring out there so I don't have any video but I do have some pictures uh, so go ahead and check us out on social media if you want to check that out and with that let's go ahead and start getting Breaking into the- your skin tone. Yeah, what's popping if I'm not bitch you toxic if you can make a song with no hook and make it go viral please bitch drop it throwing up hits get it I vomit throwing up bricks get it your onyx my bars poke your mind don't get in the way when I come through the lane and start jamming smoking this beat like a rastafarian at the fish might drip j- just to acquire i'm getting aquarium fish water had to work hard just to drip harder cut the beat then slowly faded in like a middle class neighborhood barber Blah. let's pause it i'm 6 feet like the space recommended for cars all right let's start awesome. getting into our main segment here and in our main segment we're going to be talking about some new stories that is going around in the gun industry and also we're going to be talking about the ammo shortage and what you can do so let's go ahead and get the news stories out of the way uh, This first news story comes to us from ammaland.com It was published on the 22nd And basically, it's just talking about the IDPA World Championship that is going on right now If you haven't already, check out Competitive Shooting It is a fucking amazing It is a great sport It is also a great way to hone your skills Even if you don't you know, fucking end up in the top 5 or the top 10 of competitors uh, Look online look for a nearby uh, competition that's going around near you and I promise you you will have a blast whenever you go uh, compete competitively Uh, of course there's many different types of competition there's IDPA there's USPSA there's three gun there's steel there's two gun there's all kinds of different competitions going out there so just go ahead and check it out but this is going on at the CMP Talladega Park ranges uh, which is just up the road from me so that's pretty cool and let's go on and start getting into some other stories. This next story also uh, comes to us from Amalan, and the headline is, Charge Against St. Louis Couple for Defending Their Home. This was published on the 21st. Now, we talked briefly about this and uh, kind of figured this was going to happen. Uh, we have not talked about because we have not been on a uh, podcast since then, but uh, St. Louis police did conduct a search warrant on this couple's home And in the couple's home, they uh, seized the AR-15 style rifle from this couple. Uh, They said it was going to be held as evidence. Uh, It has been clear from the district attorney's office in St. Louis that they wanted to charge this couple. Uh, So they were obviously trying to build a solid case because both of this couple are high uh, profile attorneys in the St. Louis area, but they are personal injury attorneys. So basically ambulance chasers, if that's what you want to call them. Uh, So they are being charged. They are being charged with felonies. Uh, And something else that's interesting that you, I don't know if you've heard, but this is a very interesting fact, is that the pistol that the wife was waving around looked like a bursa to me. Uh, Some people say it was like a Jimenez, things like that. Uh, It was Surrendered to their attorney. Uh, The attorney ended up giving it to the district attorney's office, and the the pistol was actually non-fireable. It was uh, the uh, the firing pin was put in backwards. And what something is interesting about this uh, is that this gun actually was used as a prop by these this uh, couple that's being charged and a lawsuit against a firearms manufacturer. Uh so this gun was actually used as a courtroom prop. Uh it was taken apart, put back together with the firing pin to put in there backwards to make it inoperable. And uh it supposedly stayed that way. That's the way that the district attorney's office got it from the uh the couple's attorney. And the uh, couple's attorney said you know there's no way that this could have been fired it's not considered a a real gun because it is inoperable the district attorney's office gave it to their ballistics team the crime scene team in st louis they put the firing pin in there correctly they were able to fire it and the district attorney's office is saying that it is a deadly weapon so the couple is obviously saying that it's shameful that the district attorney's office had to basically Alter the evidence to prove their case all kinds of shit like that Uh, It is this is a particularly odd case especially not only for uh, I I Don't know if you consider it odd in the the leftist, you know anti-gun black lives matter community uh, But it is particularly odd for us in the gun community because this couple is obviously uh, Would be considered I guess you could say the enemy of the Second Amendment. And the reason I say that is because, I mean, it is clear now that the gun that she was using was used to sue a firearms manufacturer in regards to uh, Second Amendment rights. So uh, they are also known uh, liberals. They have been known to donate towards gun control politicians. But obviously these people use the Second Amendment to defend what they considered an angry mob to defend what they thought was their property and their freedom and we've talked about this before in regards to the whole incident what happened and and my views in regards to it Uh, so if you are interested in that go and check out the previous uh, episode where we talked about this but the, they are being charged and the district attorney's office, and I'm gonna tell you right now, this is what district attorney's offices do, is they're already offering them some sort of plea deal in regards to have the charges dropped and to have the charges uh, not show up on their record if they accept this plea deal. You know, It's gonna be paying fines, it's gonna do community service, you know shit like that and I'm telling you district attorneys offices do that a to keep their prosecutorial stats up Uh, that's for however many cases they receive that's how many cases they're able to get guilty convictions on that's important for district attorneys and also they do this because they uh, you know if a charge comes up and they're you know it's political charge you know they don't want to be seen letting somebody go because it's not a strong case but they go ahead and offer a sweetheart deal like this so that way they save face to their voters because district attorneys are elected uh... they save face for voters and they also save face to the uh... politics in regards to that they're taking their stance on uh... is it one is it both honestly i don't know uh, who knows in regards to this case, I, you know, obviously, uh, this case is kind of being tight lipped, you know, tight up there in St. Louis, not hearing a whole lot of details, uh, from like law enforcement contacts I have up there. Uh, it's, you know, all I'm really seeing is what's being given out in the news, like everybody else. Uh, but just kind of from my insider, uh. Perspective on dealing with district attorney's offices and law enforcement investigations and things of that nature. Uh, They obviously, you know, got a search warrant for this guy's house to try and be as thorough as possible. But now you have the district attorney offering the sweetheart deal to them to save face. Uh, You know, like I said, it could be one, could be both. Uh, But as us in the gun community, you know, how do we feel about this? You know, I obviously think these people were. you know and this is something that especially with the record number sales of guns that we have which we're obviously still going to have more stories on this just because it's unprecedented uh with in regards to this the this is this is the average first time gun owner uh that's going out there right now and buying all these guns during the pandemic and during the social unrest that's going on in the country um do I want to see these people's second amendment upheld absolutely uh, do I hope that this changes these people's minds in regards to the politicians that they give their money towards and that they support absolutely I hope after this that these people are staunch, staunch fucking second amendment supporters I hope they realize that they've been fucking up their whole lives in regards to supporting these politicians that are liberal, which, I, you know, if you're liberal, um, you know, okay, but as long as you support our Second Amendment, which is a civil right, uh, there's other things that we can, you know, disagree on, but I still think, you know, you're, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to fucking say that, but anyway, fucking, you know, if, if you are supporting liberal politicians that are anti-second amendment but you believe in everything else that they believe in whether it be abortion whether it be illegal immigration whether it be social welfare programs whatever it may be you have to understand that when it comes time for those people to enact all of their political agendas especially when it comes to gun control this is what's gonna happen these people probably fucking had lunch with the you know or some sort of social gathering with the district attorney of St. Louis because they seem pretty affluent you know influential and affluent in that community so they run in those circles you know whether it be campaign fundraisers whatever the fuck it may be and they are uh, getting screwed basically out of their freedom and that's within in that's something else is that these people they defended a Black Lives Matter um, fucking person. For a criminal charge, but they continued to go and you know get crucified by these Black Lives Matter uh, people in regards to them just being afraid of their property being destroyed, being afraid of their uh, their lives, their uh, what you know whatever it may be. They're they're afraid of that shit. So uh, in regards to that. I hope that this changes people's perspectives in regards to what they do in regards to supporting politicians and supporting. Um, you know, you, you could be pro-abortion, you could be, you know, pro-social welfare, whatever it may be. But when it comes to the Second Amendment, we should all agree that it is everyone's basic right to own and to use firearms for self-defense. Now, whether you believe that these people were actually being self, you know, having self defense in regards to uh, what was going on, yeah, go check it out. My early podcast, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, this next article comes to us also from Ameland. It was published on the 23rd. And this is a really good article because you always have this cancel culture that's going on in regards to the left in. Not supporting, you know, companies like uh, Chick-fil-A. Not supporting companies like Hobby Lobby. You know, you know, considering, you know, they are considered conservative businesses, and uh, obviously, they want to hurt businesses the best way they can, which is in the pocketbook. Well, uh, a new list is being come out by the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. They've launched a public campaign asking gun owners about businesses and CEOs that are pushing for gun control and pro- prohibition of gun rights. And they're asking us to, if you know of a company that is anti-Second Amendment, to let them know because they're trying to compile a list in regards to um those kind of companies that way we as gun owners can not support those businesses because if you support those businesses those businesses obviously go and they continue to support gun control politicians uh, in regards to campaign contributions uh, whatever the fuck it may be supporting organizations uh, like uh, moms against uh, gun violence and and shit like that uh, in regards to trying to inhibit our second amendment right and that's something i think that is important i'm not all into the cancel culture but i am a firm believer but hey this is my fucking hard-earned money i'm going to spend it where i want to spend it and you know in regards to this whole mask thing uh... you know i even after having coronavirus i'm not a humongous fan of this you know in, in my state we just had a uh... state mandated mask so it doesn't matter if a company wants you to wear a mask or not, you are going to wear a mask because now it is the state law. Uh, You know, I personally have not heard of any stories uh, because the news hasn't picked any up on a person being arrested or fined for not wearing a mask or whatever Uh, so i'm not seeing anything like that but you know i think it should be up to the businesses if the business says that hey if you want to shop with us you have to wear a mask guess what if it's something like academy where i go buy guns if it's something like uh you know walmart where you know that's where I just do damn near all my shopping just because it's convenient as fuck to get everything done there but or if I go to my local meat market where I buy my meat shit like that if, if it's a place that where I'm gonna spend my hard-earned money i um, you know I'm going to respect that choice because hey this is a business where I uh, choose to spend my money uh, and shit like that guess what you know I'm, I'm gonna go do that uh, so That's something that I think that is important to us as gun buyers. You know, don't be a total prick and say, hey, guess what? You know, I'm not going to spend any fucking money at Academy because they're making me wear a mask. Okay, you know, but that's fine. That's do you, boo. But don't go out there and be a cancel culture and fucking be like... The old Chad on fucking Facebook and sharing tons of shit every fucking day Or tag people and and a bunch of dumb shit You know, tagging all your friends or sending all your friends a fucking Facebook message Saying, hey, don't go shop at Academy because, you know, they're requiring you to wear a mask or whatever Let fucking other people be um, informed enough on their own to do what they think feel like that they are going to do with their money, you know, don't try and, and push your views. Uh, that's something that's great on about America is that people can make up their own mind. And trust me, you know, with the NRA done as much as they've done in the politics to try and make people more Second Amendment friendly, uh, they have not done nearly as much as to what people are doing now with the pandemic and the social unrest and waking up and saying, oh, shit, guess what? I'm gonna need a gun to protect me, my property, and my family. Uh, obviously, not in that order, but to protect the shit that I care about. Uh, so I'm telling you, people making their own informed decisions off of real life experiences, uh, and that's why I think you know people that fucking uh, you know are born in one town, stay in that one town, and never fucking leave except for maybe the county over or anything like that. You know, hey that. Do you boo? Like I said, I, you know that's your choice. But you're not going to have as many life experiences as somebody that decided, hey, I'm going to go, uh, you know, across the state or across the country for a, a job that's really good uh, for my family, or makes a lot of money, or if you join the military or whatever the fuck it may be, it could be the Peace Corps. I don't give a fuck. Just, you know, once you have those life experiences, I think you're able to make those better informed decisions and shit like that. So this is something that the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms is launching a public campaign to have gun owners notify them of particular businesses that are anti-Second Amendment. So that way gun owners can make more of an informed decision in regards to where they spend their money. And I think that's a great idea. Again, it's, you know, not pushing... Things out there to people. It's just a list to say, hey, these are businesses that are anti-second amendment. They support anti-second, or, you know, anti-second amendment politicians. They support anti-second amendment policies for their business. Uh, and if you want to spend money, you know, here's the business that is anti-second amendment, and here's competitors that are pro-second amendment. So I think that's a great thing. It's uh, a good thing that's being done out there. Next thing comes up, uh, next story comes up to us from guns.com. It was published on twenty third and its title is The Great American Outdoors Act sent to President Trump. Now if you don't know what this is this is a measure that establishes the National Parks and Land Legacy Restoration Fund to address a growing backlog of deferred maintenance projects on federal lands. Now, this is especially important to us because it is great for hunting. Uh, you know, a lot of public lands is great for hunting, fishing, recreational shooting. You know, i.e. fucking outdoor shooting ranges, public shooting ranges. Uh, so it amounts to about 9.5 billion dollars worth of money for the National Park Service in the Bureau of Land Management, U.S. and Fish and Wildlife, so on and so forth, to get the funding to uh, do improvement projects out on the public lands for all this stuff. And I'll tell you that this is a great thing, uh, just because uh, I like to hunt, you know, I like to hunt when it's not fucking freezing cold. Uh, So I normally hunt kind of like towards the first part of the hunting season. But uh, just the public lands here in my state, You know, when I first started hunting on public lands uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't a whole lot of improvement there. You know, if you wanted to really get some big game, some nice game, you had to have like a uh, hunting membership which cost upwards of a thousand, two, three thousand dollars a year to do. Uh, And, you know, that was the only way you can get like a big buck or a big hog or whatever the fuck it may be. But now uh, our state has done a really great job in improving uh public hunting lands that are state owned and i'm telling you it's done a world of difference i can go out at any time to any of these public lands in my area and get some game fill up the freezer and stuff like that get some wild game meat uh so this is great and it's also great also if you're not a hunter um for recreational shooting because a lot of public lands there is a uh, you know my first time I went to a shooting range was at uh, a uh, national forest that has a public shooting range here uh, it's you know great for that because again a lot of people don't have the money to go and spend you know however much it may be for a private shooting range in their area or if you have, like me, if you have an indoor shooting range, there's only one in the area within an hour drive, unfortunately, and it's uh, a piece of shit, you know, run by pieces of shit, and and I'm not a huge fan of those people. So, you know, this is a great thing for all those people out there, for the common man, I guess you could say, the average Joe uh, that likes to shoot, and it's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad this is happening. Uh, you know fishing and hunt well especially hunting is a great way that's how I was introduced into firearms so uh, let's go on into the next story. the next story also comes to us from guns.com and it is titled Illinois sued as wait for mandatory gun owners card stretches to months and this was published on the 23rd you're seeing this all throughout where there are uh, national uh, or not national but state or municipal regulations or laws That add more gun control to owning a firearm. Colorado is a great example. New Jersey is a great example. Uh, California's and okay, you know it's California. We all fucking know, but uh, these states that you really don't think of that have these laws, uh, it is becoming a pain in the ass because now not only do you have to wait for uh, your NICS check, which some places especially during peak hours uh, are you gonna have to wait between you know sometimes 10 to 30 minutes maybe even longer maybe you have to wait a couple days because nix is being so backlogged Uh, you know but now you have to wait for the state police to run a background check or you have to wait for the local police to run a background check and you have to wait for them to to issue some uh, you know arbitrary card or pass for you to use your rights and to to own a firearm and obviously that is what's happening in these states Uh, you have some of you know like i said colorado new jersey and this uh, is being you know this uh, story is about illinois you have to wait months to get things like a FOID card or whatever it may be to exercise your second amendment rights and in regards to that, that is just straight up unconstitutional. Uh, We have seen, unfortunately, when the Supreme Court went and decided to not take any Second Amendment rights case in this coming uh, judicial year in regards to cases. Uh, So, you know, if this is, this is probably, if they're being sued, they're gonna take this up to the Supreme Court. It's gonna go all the way. Um, So, in regards to that, uh, hopefully the Supreme Court will have their shit together by that point. Uh, Who knows? But this could be a prime example of a case that is perfect in regards to getting some of those arbitrary gun control legislations overturned at the federal level, which will then affect the national level and we can start having more free states in regards to firearms ownership. So we should definitely keep an eye out on that. Our next story comes to us from wkbw.com and this is in new york the title of it is uh, buffalo firearms instructor convicted for falsifying firearms training course completions now basically what this is obviously again in less free states you have to have uh you know training requirements and shit like that to own uh you know to get you know, ownership cards to get concealed weapons permits, things like that, and uh, 66-year-old Dennis Brennan of South Wales, who owns and directs the Peace Officer Training Academy of Buffalo, New York, uh, he has been falsifying training courses. And this is between 2016 and 2019, and this is specifically in regards to security guard training courses, uh, which is required to obtain or maintain an armed security guard license uh, for the state he has falsified numerous documents uh in new york state you're required to have a 47-hour firearms training course before obtaining their armed security guard license and he obviously falsified those documents Uh, this is something that i'm telling you that i know a lot of shady people do not only just in new york and for uh, security guard firearms licenses but also in regards to ccw permits dumb shit like that uh this is You know, I think it's an arbitrary thing, but this is also something that's important in regards to whenever you find an instructor for whatever you're gonna do, whether it's just to be introduced to how to handle a firearm, whether it's be introduced into uh, carrying concealed, whether it's be introduced into more intermediate level like shooting on the move, reloading, you concealment, uh, concealment and cover things like that. Always research your instructor thoroughly if your instructor doesn't provide references if your instructor doesn't provide um, you know certificates from reputable uh, training facilities things like that if is your instructor still constantly training himself things like that that is stuff that you need to pay attention especially when you're looking for uh, reputable let's say reputable um, not necessarily good, because a reputable instructor doesn't necessarily, is always a good instructor, but looking for a reputable uh, instructor in your area. This next uh, fucking story comes to us from the Fort Hunt Harald, uh, serving Southern Fairfax, Virginia. So this is published on the 22nd, and the title of it is New Virginia Gun Law Used to Secure Grace Covenant Church Stabbers Firearm." Obviously, uh, this is a piece of shit. He uh, went into a church and he stabbed two people at the Chantilly Place of Worship during an education event on the 18th. Uh, But the Fairfax County Police Department announced that they quote-unquote got a red flag law and they went in and uh, secured his firearms uh, in regards to this. You know, in regards to red flag laws, you know, we've talked about it numerous times in the podcast before. Uh, This guy obviously was a piece of shit. I'm telling you right now, as a police officer, you didn't need to use a red flag law to go in and get this guy's guns uh, because he's being charged with, you know, felonies in regards to stabbing people. uh, You could have done other things. So I'm just going to tell you right now, you know, just quick. Sweetened to the point. Red flag laws are basically a lazy way to try and protect the people. Um, they're being used to uh, be, you know, for for honestly, for law enforcement to kind of be lazy in regards to how they're going to conduct their investigations and how they're going to protect people. You can do it the right way through civil process, through due process—not uh, civil process, but through due process—in regards to protecting the community. Um, They could have done several things to try and safeguard the community from this individual who is obviously uh, a piece of shit for stabbing people at a church. But uh, obviously red flag laws are being abused by other people uh, through jealous uh, ex-girlfriends, family members, things of that nature. Uh, It's just fucking dumb. Next story comes to us from the... Uh, Fox 17 online, which is out of West Michigan, and the title of it is Fruitland Township Board to Discuss New Firearms Ordinance. And basically, uh, this would regulate the use of firearms within the township. Currently, there are no such ordinances, but basically, it states that no person shall discharge any pistol, revolver, shotgun, or rifle within the township unless a person is a member of law enforcement, protecting life or property, is at a shooting range, or is hunting or is shooting on land that is 10 acres or larger is at least 500 feet from the nearest structure so if you live on a piece of property in fruitland that's five acres and you have the proper backstop you're just shit out of luck Uh, it is just wishful thinking Um, i guarantee you that there are other laws out there but i'm sure that they're just virtue signaling Uh, there are laws for reckless endangerment for um, you know shooting uh, firearm into an occupied dwelling or unoccupied dwelling uh, whatever the fuck it may be they just want to make themselves feel good on adding more gun control laws out there which is bullshit next uh, fucking story comes to us from brookings.com this was published on 13th 3 million more guns the spring 2020 spike in firearm sales and I'm as i stated earlier And as I stated, fuck it. In every podcast, I think, since March or April, uh, probably late March, there has been an amazing spike in firearm sales. Uh, And it is due to people being unsure of their safety being provided by the government, so they wish to take it upon themselves to defend their property, their family, themselves, and they realized that the second amendment they realized the reason that the second amendment was invented uh and because of that this next story comes to us from politico and it was published on the 23rd uh and the title of it is blocks gun sales skyrocket amid coronavirus pandemic and it states that in march the fbi uh national background check uh is and just you know as a comparison march 2019 nicks Background checks. There was an attempted uh, uh, buy of eight hundred and twenty-three thousand guns, and the vast majority of them were lighted But uh, to show in retrospect of those ninety-five uh, to ninety-seven hundred, it's saying ninety-five, you know, ninety-five to seven hundred. That's a kind of a big fucking difference. Uh, blocked uh, sales and this past March. There was one point four million background checks. Obviously a humongous spike we've talked about before. But with that 23,692 gun sales were blocked because of Nick's background checks. Now, uh if you have any friends that are in the gun store industry, you will know that people be you know, I always say uh, a person is smart, people is stupid, you know, the old fucking uh quote from Men in Black 1 uh like Tommy Lee Jones says uh, But that is not always true. Some people, you know, just some people, individuals, are fucking dumb. Um, You know, you hear on uh, buddies that work at gun stores that there are just... Been coming, you know, gems been coming in, uh, especially in less free states. You know, I want to purchase a gun. Okay, that's fine. Fill out this paperwork and you have to wait X amount of days. What do you mean I have to wait X amount of days? Well, did you vote for Governor X? Yes, I did. Well, there you go. This is what happens when you vote for those kind of politicians. You have to wait so many days. Well, fine, I'm just going to go to another gun store. Well, fine. You're going to have to do the exact same shit at any other gun store that you go into the state. Um, or if you. Have somebody comes in, and this has been a gem, especially in states where marijuana is, uh, say, for example, marijuana is only medically legal. Uh, whenever they decide to provide a form of ID for their back, you know, the forty-four seventy-three, which is ATF form, everybody, you know, calls them a background check. That's just kind of what they're known as, you know, by most people. Uh, whenever they perform their background check, they prov- prov- provide their medical marijuana card uh, as their ID. Well, guess what, buddy? It may be legal in the state, but nationally, according to the federal government, I am not allowed to sell you a firearm uh, if you are a federally prohibited narcotics user. So, you know, obviously marijuana is still federally prohibited, Uh, you know, not going to get. Too much into it, but I definitely think it should be legalized. Just because uh, dumb shit that's going on, you know. Otherwise, you can do anyway. So you know, just fucking dumb people come in there, and then also you'll have people come in there that said, you know, I was charged with domestic violence in the '90s. That shouldn't be on it shouldn't be on my record anymore. Um, yes, guess what, motherfucker, it is still on your, on your you know your your uh, background. So uh, of course the numerous, uh, uh, skyrocketing sales, you're going to have more people that are denied. Um, still proportionally it's less people, uh, you know, percentage wise, the 9,500 to the 890,000, uh, and the 1.4 million to the 23,000. Uh, it's, you know, roughly about the same. It's a little bit more, but again, you have people that are unable to purchase firearms that decided, you know, Hey, um, I want to defend myself my property my family and I want to go and purchase farm but they don't know the laws and they again you know supported these politicians their whole lives and realize that they're now fucked themselves out of their second amendment right anyway so that's gonna be it for our news let's go ahead and start talking about what we were gonna talk about kind of the main portion of the segment we're gonna be talking about reloading Uh, if you have you know me myself during this pandemic uh you know or my quarantine with coronavirus being off for two weeks uh i decided to uh try and purchase some ammo because i was you know you know when you're just sitting at your house doing nothing but watching fucking the office or star trek or you know all the fucking shows that i watched and completed all the seasons of um I just you know started playing. You know, when I, as soon as I fucking get out, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that and all that kind of stuff. So I started planning myself some range trips. Uh, and uh, God love my girlfriend. She uh, decided to go to academy for me uh, to see if she can get some ammo. And I asked her. I was like, you know, hey, look for. Nine millimeter, or look for forty, or look for forty-five, or seven sixty two by 39, whatever the fuck it may be. You know, giving her all the calibers. Uh, you know, if she can buy this, here's my, you know, uh, card. Go, you know, see if you can buy some shit. And she said, "There's nothing there." And I'm like, "What? What do you mean, like there's nothing there?" And she's like, "This is literally all they have." She shot me a picture, and the fucking shelves were empty except for like some weird ass hunting cartridges and 12 gauge and surprisingly 22 and I told her I said we'll go to this store same thing next door same thing and finally she said listen here motherfucker I'm not gonna be driving around all goddamn day unless you're gonna let me fill up my car with with uh, your card here and uh, I said okay so I told her I said get some 22 and I actually uh bought myself a glock 44 uh, which is the 22 caliber glock and i ordered myself uh because i, I actually been looking for a long time for the smith and west m p 22 uh you know ar-22 and of course as soon as i started looking that's when the pandemic hit and they were all sold out or the prior you know the prices skyrocketed 100 to 200 more than what they're actually worth for in the used market so I ended up buying me the uh, CMMG uh, 22 adapter for AR-15 ER because that's something I did in quarantine. Is I just went and went through all my gun parts and built myself a nice little rifle. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that stuff in the gear news and reviews. But something else I started doing uh, because this is actually something that I've been doing since oh shit, I've been doing it for at least a decade, probably more, uh, and. I've got, you know, built a, you know, gathered up a lot of equipment in regards to it. Uh, I don't do it consistently because I'm telling you right now, if you think, and this is what I went into reloading thinking, that is if I buy reloading equipment that I'm actually going to save myself some money, no, the fuck you're not. And after Sandy Hook, I've come to realize that the reason. Uh, that I am still into reloading and I, you know, I actually thoroughly enjoy reloading It's it's almost like a zen garden. I guess you can say for me, but I like reloading uh, And the reason you do it is for times like these where ammo is just fucking gone um, So This is something that a lot of people can get into uh, I've helped some friends learn just the very basics because I'm no expert uh, by far, in regards to reloading, especially when it comes to different loads, wildcat cartridges, things like that. Uh, but you know, if it's just basic loading, uh, I definitely can help people into it, and that's why I just kind of want to talk about is because a lot of people are having issues trying to find ammunition. Um, if you're like some people, I know a lot of people they still collected their brass, and if they didn't have reloading, because it's something that they plan on doing, uh, or they know they could sell it uh, and get some money, and it can help further feed their shooting habits, uh, and and different shit like that. So uh, let's just talk about some brands. Uh, There are different brands in regards to reloading equipment. Lee is probably by far one of the most um, well-known just because of its affordability. Uh, Obviously, Hornady got into the market, uh, I want to say within the past 10 years, if I remember correctly, because uh, I remember after I got into reloading, uh, Hornady started uh, coming out with their reloading kits. Uh, there's also RCBS, uh, and then of course, there's Dylan, which is kind of like the Cadillac of reloading equipment. Uh, Lee is obviously, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, I call it, you know, talk shit about Lee, but, you know, all the stuff that I have I have a single stage reloading press I have a turret reloading press I have a progressive press and I have a hand loading press and they're all done by Lee and the reason I do that is because uh, you know Lee is a you know in regards especially to um, warranting their stuff in regards to them uh, standing behind their products I you know any time I've had something uh, break on my Lee press, which has only been twice in, in ten years, maybe more if I remember. It's you know around ten years. Um, Lee, you know, was quick to get on the phone, and they were quick to fix the problem. So uh, I'm telling you, I, I'm a huge, uh, so not necessarily a Lee fan, but I will say and you know and stand behind Lee products because uh, I've you know like I said, I've had issues with them. Lee's been quick to fix them, and they don't even like you know fix what was the problem they'll just send me a whole brand new thing like if um, you know uh, one of of the things was uh, I bought some Lee reloading dies that I got from one of the kits that I bought and the uh, decapping pin that pushes the primer out um, it bent or broke or some other shit and that's something I'm telling you it's just gonna happen Uh, and they actually ended up sending me uh, like carbide steel like reinforced like you know fucking pins that I could put in there and they sent me like three or four of them and uh it was you know those things haven't broken and, you know Lee should probably just fucking you know um you know sell their dies with that shit in there so that it doesn't happen but they don't so you know it is what it is that's probably one reason why they keep their prices so low. and you know looking at brown brownells Okay, so we're looking at Brownells and a uh, 50th anniversary kit, which is a single stage press. You have to, you know, manually take each die out for the process you're doing, uh, which it can take some time. But and honestly, mostly what I end up using is my Lee hand press. Uh, I'll sit in my fucking recliner, I'll watch TV, and I'll just, you know, I got two boxes. One's empty. One's full of, of uh, spent shells and uh, or spent casings and I'll just pick one up each by each and i'll you know deprime all of them i'll I'll, uh uh you know get the primer out all of them and i'll normally have like uh like a walmart bag underneath me or something like that to put all the spent primers in and then i'll toss the shell in the other box and then i will take the die out and i will put in the um or you know i'm sorry actually there's like another little hand tool that you can use to uh, put, you know, to uh, pro- put the primer in, and I'll do the same thing. You know, I'll then take each shell from the newly deep prime box, or if I'm feeling super froggy, I'll take my uh, primer pocket cleaner and I'll clean every single one of them and shit like that, and just keep you know transferring box to box to box and doing the process like that. And I could basically do that up until the point when I add powder, and uh, that's why I have you know like a whole like a, a small tote just full of those nice foam um, bullet holders that you get in some boxes and i will fill the you know each bullet with the 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 powder uh you know i just use uh the pre-measured lee scoops uh for things you know that's just going to be target ammo uh and i'll put the powder in there and and go on and doing that and then you know when it's time to actually put the bullet in there that's when I'll probably uh, sit on one of my work benches or, or whatever and, and do it like that um, but anyway that you know you got to change the dies each on the 50th anniversary kit and uh, you know so it's a little bit more tedious but it's a great beginner set it comes with everything that you need to reload uh, this is at Brownells is $146, uh, $146.99 it's in stock um, and if you go to midway which is I think the other reputable um, reloading or the other reputable uh, fucking which uh, online retailer in regards to gun parts uh, you're looking at they have the uh, single breech stage press which is basically just like the 50th for 140, uh, and they have uh, the Challenger breach lock single stage press and kit, which is the exact same thing that was on Brownells. It's also 146.99, but it's out of stock, and they are allowing backorder sales. You know, I recommend everybody start with that, or you know something else. And this is actually where I started. Um, was the four hole turret? You know, it makes it a little bit faster, but you can actually uh, put it in uh, single stage press mode. So that way you can treat it just like a single stage, and you don't have to keep um, taking out the dies. You can just turn the turret. It's very you know simple. Uh, and then there's also progressive presses, and that's basically where each pull of the lever gives you a finished bullet. Um, so with the like the four hole turret deluxe press, uh, you know you pull that thing down four times, and then you get a bullet. So you know eight times you have two bullets. Uh, with the single stage uh you know shit like that you gotta do it manually and and all that kind of stuff it's best to kind of work it like an assembly line and the important thing is uh in regards to reloading um you gotta have good clean brass so uh some people you can just wash them uh you know I've seen some people you know do like uh hyper you know or sonic cleaning uh i use uh media which is actually what i've done is i'll just go to the uh pet section of like walmart pet smart whatever it may be uh get some crushed walnut that i think is mainly used for like hamsters or whatever the fuck it is and uh, i actually use just turtle wax turtle uh, car wax uh, or whatever cheap car wax that i can get and i pour a little bit in there and you can buy the the shakers the tumblers uh, actually cheaper from like Harbor Freight. I actually had like a rotary drum uh, uh, tumbler for the longest time, uh, and then I end up losing uh, some parts for it. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for the big boy, and I end up going towards uh, what you traditionally see is the uh, the big one that shakes. It's loud as fuck. Uh, I end up putting it in the garage. And something else about that thing is you make sure that fucking thing is on there tight as shit. Because it shakes so much that the wing nut up top can come undone, and I, you know, let it, you know, tumble for an hour or two hours, make sure it's good and clean, and then I go out there and I see like fucking shit all over my goddamn garage, and uh, just shit like that. I still, hadn't, I'm still finding fucking brass casings whenever I go out there and clean my garage. Uh, but anyway, so you know, make, get your uh, media uh, or get your uh, casings, your brass casings, make sure they're clean, and then at that point in time, depending on what press you have. Uh, you get your dies and you know in regards to dies uh, you know like RCBS dies will work in a Lee Reloader. Lead dies will work in RCBS Reloader and so on and so forth. There's nothing really proprietary in regards to that uh, so it's not a huge deal uh, you can buy you know if you want to buy like RCBS dies which is kind of like the uh, you know Next step below Dylan, which is the Cadillac of reloading stuff. Uh, you know, you can do that kind of stuff, and and it's you know pretty good. Uh, you don't have to worry so much about like the de- you know depriming pins bending or breaking like you do with the lees. I mainly just get lees if I get them with the kits that I purchase, used reloading equipment and stuff like that with. Um, so you know, at that point in time, you decap uh, deprime the casing. You can clean the the primer pocket with a special tool. I think the anniversary kit comes with something like that, uh, especially if there's like a lot of gunk up in there. At that point in time, you put a primer in there. Now, this is something that you have to be very careful because this has actually happened to me about two or three times, and each time it scared the ever-loving fucking shit out of me. Um, like I said, I got a special tool uh, that, like I because I normally do like an assembly line, like I uh, stated earlier, in regards to. Uh, reloading and doing it on my my, uh, recliner Um, but make sure that each primer is lined well enough before you press that down to try and seat the primer inside your case if you don't you could have a primer go off and this has not happened to me but I've heard reloading horror stories where this has happened if you have one primer go off it can set the rest of the primers off and You'll have basically a miniature explosion in your hands, which is no bueno. Uh, it sucks balls. I've seen people get injured, lose fing you know, hurt themselves. You know, I can't remember if somebody's lost a finger doing that. I'm sure they probably have and doing it in some sort of way. Um, you have shrapnel hitting your eyes. That's why uh, you know if you go to Midway USA and you have Larry Potterfield telling you how to do shit, uh, you'll have you know they say always wear safety glasses and stuff like that next thing uh is you want to make sure you put uh, powder in there with handgun ammo uh it's you know in regards to reloading uh you always want to make sure it's almost i don't want to say it's almost more important but you know you want to make sure you put enough powder in there because if you don't put enough powder in there uh, then you can have a squib and then when you have a squib you will see you know you've seen these videos of, uh, you know guns exploding shit like that uh, a lot of times especially handguns that's because of squibs and what a squib is is a gun, uh, bullet will fire inside the chamber the bullet will gets does not have enough powder uh, power to go out of the barrel and then the person you know and then it's just stuck in the barrel you got to push it out and then when you see them exploding that's because people will shoot another bullet uh, obviously you have all that pressure building up in the barrel and there's no place for it to go so you know it blows up your your fucking handgun um, it's always important to visually inspect uh, your bullets after all that stuff uh, you know after you're loading powder um, and then uh, at that point in time you seat your bullet onto the casing and then you press it down with the next die uh, and then you're done I mean that, that's what it is especially you know it gets a quite a bit more complicated especially with rifle cartridges um, I'm not too you know mainly all I do is just uh, uh, pistol uh, pistol rounds you know 9, 40, 45, 357, 38 all that kind of stuff uh, whenever we have these ammo sor- shortages uh, that's what I got but I also have uh, reloading dies for like 223 for 762 by 39 for 762 by 51 you know, slash 308, stuff like that. Uh, so I, I don't really do those. I have all the components for them. I have all the powders, the primers. And that's something else is that there's different primers for each different type of cartridge. So you got to make sure you have that stuff. Uh, and then, and, you know, I and I will recommend, you know, another podcast in regards to reloading. If you really want to get into reloading, if you really um, are, you know, interested in it, uh... you can obviously reach out to me like i said i know very basic stuff i could get you started uh... you know safely on like i said especially pistol rounds uh... but in regards to uh... especially rifle rounds uh... the reloading podcast on the Firearms radio network uh... The Firearms radio network is obviously one of the biggest uh... podcast providers for gun related content uh... they do great stuff i listen to you know a lot of their shows but they have a, a podcast on there called uh, the Reloading Podcast, and it is amazing. I, you know, it's a bit dry. I will say that it is a bit dry. Uh, but unfortunately, that's because reloading is almost a dying art. Uh, there's not a whole lot of people that reload out there, and most of the people that do reload, um, they're older. And especially in regards to reloading, uh, you know, the more experience you have, and the more you get into it, uh, because like I said, like a lot of people. A lot of people that do the reloading especially uh, are in like you know precision rifle uh, shooting, and they like to really fine-tune their loads for their rifle. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, there's a whole expanse in regards to reloading that I'm not even going into. I'm just kind of giving you the basics where you can look at to get started if you're interested in reloading. Uh, but if you are, like, especially looking for reloading for, uh, like, hunting rounds, for precision rifle shooting rounds, uh, stuff like that, check out the Reloading Podcast. Uh, they are really great. Um, you know, I definitely would not, <laughs> definitely would not listen to it when uh, you're tired or bored or something like that because you might get sleepy. Uh, but if you just had your, like self some coffee or an energy drink or something like that, they're great information in regards to reloading. Uh, but I... I uh, would be more than happy to talk about basics uh, if you have like a setup uh, that you are interested in uh, and if I have an experience on that setup I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it uh, or anything like that uh, reach out to me on social media or at a lifestyle at that is going to be the end of our main segment let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews and before we start getting into our gun gear news and reviews I really want to talk about our sponsor Cold War Concealment Cold War Concealment is a kydex holster making company they do amazing work they are awesome you don't have to break the bank whenever you purchase a kydex holster Uh, like if you go through to uh, TXC holsters um, or go to other competitors you know, and not only that, they have great designs. They have inside the waistband holsters, they have outside the waistband holsters, uh, they have holsters for appendix carry, they have holsters for uh, like three o'clock carry. Core concealment is amazing. Uh, Cliff just spoke to him yesterday on the phone. Uh, he's a great dude, he is uh, an amazing uh, business owner. He does great stuff in regards to. Uh, you know, having discounts for certain professionals at one point in time. Hopefully, you were able to use our, our discount when we had it. Uh, maybe Cliff will, maybe have, you know, especially with the holidays coming up, maybe Cliff will give us another uh, discount code for our listeners. Uh, also, he is a veteran. So, I'm, you know, again, like to know where I spend my money. Uh, Cliff is a veteran, uh, great dude. Great company, great products. Check out CoworkConsealment.com. Also check out him on social media. You can see the pictures uh, of his firearms in diff- or his holsters and different firearms. Uh, Cowork Concealment on Facebook and on Instagram. with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our product gear news and reviews. First uh, product news is Glock's new modular magwell attachment. Uh, Glock is obviously, again, late to the game on a lot of shit. Uh, This, honestly, it doesn't look like it is very sturdy. Um, The only thing that really uh, keeps it in place is this weird looking fucking uh, horseshoe with a, a Like a, you know, like a raised indentation on it, and it clips into the back of the uh, grip, and it also has like a pistol pistol lanyard uh, hole in the magwell, which I don't know who still uses pistol lanyards outside the military. Um, It doesn't. Let me see how much it is. And like I said, again, of course, Glock is late to the game on this. It's twenty bucks. Um, Honestly, for twenty bucks, I'd rather spend the money on a uh, fucking uh, mag, mag, uh, pull brand Magwell uh, attachment. Next, uh, comes to us from Firearms Blog, is 80% Arms introduces GST Modular Polymer 80 pistol. Again, we've talked about this in numerous episodes. All these companies now are jumping on the Poly 80 bandwagon uh, and they are uh, in, coming out with their own Gen 3 uh, Glock pattern 9mm lowers. Uh, Let's see, this one is when you're looking at price. Uh, Honestly, price isn't the bad. Uh, You're looking at, uh, for OD Green, presale, looking at 100 bucks. Uh, And for the regular, you're looking at 120. Uh, But in regards to the whole kit and caboodle, everything that comes with, I can't believe if I can say kit and caboodle. Anyway, you're looking at 750, so it's less, or I'm sorry, that is more than um, a, fucking uh, poly 80 complete uh, frame, but the frame itself is competitive in price, Uh, I will say that, which is pretty cool. Uh, They look pretty nice, and it's showing the complete firearm, so check them out if you're wanting to do that kind of stuff, but good luck for the rest of the parts uh, on your build because almost all that shit sold out. Uh, Next is, comes to us from the firearms blog as well, Savage Arms 110 Elite Precision available as left-handed version. And if you saw my social media, uh, I am a left-handed rifle shooter, even though I shoot pistol right-handed. So when I was shooting uh, my AR-15 at the rifle range, I was getting just burnt the fuck up uh, with brass burns and uh, all that kind of shit. Carbon uh, going on my arm, on my right arm, uh, because the way that the uh, brass was being ejected just fucked me up. So I'm a huge fan of this. Just, and especially also for bolt guns because bolt guns, um, you know, are a little bit uh, challenging for a left-handed shooter if uh, it is a right-handed configuration. Obviously, you know, my whole life growing up, I've shot left-handed for rifles, and I've only had right-handed shooting, uh, or right-handed rifles. So I've adjusted my shooting towards that, but uh, I, would like to get a left-handed rifle. Just that way I could um, shoot, you know, get in PRS eventually and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, next comes to us from the Farms block as well. Uh, Walker uh, which is earring protection. Uh, they've come out with a new Raptor Bone conduction headset. Uh, and basically, this is an, a new approach to hearing equipment and protection. It uh, uses utilizing bone conducting technology to amplify ambient sounds by transmitting sound waves through bones in the head to the inner ear, rather through the ear canals. So basically, you will have just regular foam earplugs in there, uh, and all the other sound like people talking, uh, music, beepers, all that kind of stuff, uh, it will be transmitted through the bone activating material into the uh, inner ear. Uh, These Jokers, MSRP is 300. Uh, They will probably eventually go down. I have bought some uh, Walkers uh, Bluetooth earplugs. Just got those and I'm waiting to go to the range again and give you guys a new Uh, Review on those. So those are around MSRP of 250. But again, you know, had all that fucking time in quarantine, uh, saving a lot of money because I wasn't uh, actually going to work, spending money on gas, all that kind of shit. So uh, bought some stuff for us to review and also for you guys to find out whether you think maybe you like it or not. Last product news. Uh, well, actually, second to last product reviews. Uh, Pmm sight tracker and comp tracker muzzle devices now for HK VP9 and P30 pistols. Uh, they're these are pretty sweet. They come with a front sight uh, attachment on it, the comp itself. They're really aggressive serrations on the front. It looks, smoothly goes in with the HKs. Uh, these are really fucking cool looking. If I had an HK, I definitely would get one. And Uh, The price isn't too terribly bad, 120. Uh, It's a little on the higher end, but not too terribly bad again. Uh, So that's something that's new. And the last product news is Galco Gun Leather's ankle trauma medical kit now available. I have been looking at getting uh, a uh, ankle medical kit Just because it is important, you know, you're most likely going to help somebody in a car crash or a terrible fall or something of that nature, Uh, than you will be with a gunshot victim. But all the medical supplies, uh, you know, are pretty good. Uh, This is MSRP of seventy three dollars, which is really good. Uh, It, you know, you got some trauma shears, you got like a little knife. um, you know, in the pictures anyway. You got uh, a multi-tool, some gauze, and a cat tourniquet fitting on all this. Uh, It looks like it would be comfortable. Each one of them, uh, which is, that's something I've noticed in other ankle kits as well, uh, does not have a little strap over the top that properly secures them. Because even if you're not running or or shit like that, uh, shit is going to come undone. So I think that's uh, pretty important when you're looking for uh, stuff like that. So uh, that's gonna be it for the product news. And in the product reviews, as I stated earlier, because of the ammo crisis, uh, I have purchased uh, some 22 long rifle uh, stuff, like a Glock 44 and the CMMG conversion kit for the AR-15. Cause 22 long rifle is actually still pretty, uh, it's there's still a lot of it in my area so that's why i decided to go with that and also you know i stockpile a lot of ammo um especially i think it was after sandy hook when 22 really was gone uh i became fucking damn near obsessed trying to find 22 because uh, i did a lot of uh hunting and a lot of stuff that i hunted uh because like i said i fucking hate the cold so i you know do like squirrel hunting shit like that uh you know use a lot of 22 so after that i ended up buying a fuck ton of 22 and i still have it stock popped so i have a lot of 22 plus i have two kids i'm trying to get them into shooting so uh 22 is obviously a great introductory round to get them into so i bought the glock 44 and because my kids like fortnite and shit like that apex i got the um tw- uh, cmg 22 long rifle conversion kit uh, so I took them out to the range. I put probably a thousand rounds between the two of them uh, together, and I'm telling you, I was really impressed. Uh, the Glock 44 uh, handled spectacularly. Um, the only thing that I have gripes about it is a uh, why the fuck is it only a 10-round capacity? I understand uh, you might try and sell it to other states where that are less free, um, but you know. Keltec has shown us that you can double, quadruple, whatever the fuck they did for you know their high capacity 22 long rifle pistol that they came out with this year. They have shown that you can go beyond the 10 rounds and do just the single stack. Um, I think that's something Glock should do, and like I said, of course, Glock likes to come late to the game, so it'll probably be like an aftermarket magazine eventually that will come out that will work for that. Um, something else that I like about it is that it is a Glock 19 size. I had already a Smith & Wesson M&P 22 Compact, which was great for my uh, like kids growing up. Uh, you know, When I take my six-year-old, that's what I'm going to have her shooting with, uh, but when my nine-year-old when I first started taking him shooting, about when he was seven, uh, you know, smaller hands and things like that. Uh, I started him on that, but for me, it's not that great for training. Uh, I still want to still train, uh, train on, you know, drawing from the holster, train shooting and moving, things like that. Uh, so this is a little bit better because it is uh, full size, like a Glock 19. Um, and that's what I've you know, been using it for. Drawing from concealment, drawing from the holster, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and. The only, uh, like I said, those are the only two gripes I had about. It. Another gripe, I'm sorry, that I had is that it only comes with two magazines. I ended up buying two more magazines. They were like $22, 23 bucks a pop. Um, so, and the price, you know, price isn't too bad. I ended up getting the gun itself for three fifty-three out the door, uh, and the magazines are 23 bucks a pop. Uh, so, it, it wasn't entirely too bad, but it is shot great. Uh, haven't had. The only only failures that I've had, I will say, um, is that I've shot two different types of ammo through it: uh, copper plated and just lead ammo. Um, the lead ammo uh, seemed like it. I only had I think two, two maybe three tops um, failure to feeds, and all that really was was that the the soft lead was getting uh, like a little piece of it, like it was probably like an imperfection in the actual lead bullet itself, uh, was getting stuck in the feed ramp. And I had to uh, you know, do a, uh, a tap rack bang, um, a function drill, and was able to, to get it feeding perfectly. Uh, but once I had the, the copper-plated uh, bullets in there, n- no issues whatsoever. So I think that was just an issue with the bullet itself. In um, regards into the CMMG-22 uh, uh, conversion kit for the um, AR-15, I ended up buying the conversion kit that came with three magazines, so it was was pretty nice uh, for like a 189, I want to say. Uh, and by and you know just to let you know where I got these guys. And I bought this stuff myself. I didn't get this, uh, so this is you know me spending my hard-earned money uh, to go out there and buy this. I bought the Glock from Academy. Uh, I bought the CMMG uh, 22 Long Rifle Conversion Kit from uh, Georgia Sports Outdoors. I think is what it was called. Uh, I had it shipped to my house. Um, you know, obviously, it was very quick and easy uh, install. Uh, once I actually got out to the range, um, it worked flawlessly. Had no issues with it whatsoever. The only thing, the two again, two things I don't like about it is that uh, when you uh, run out, when, run dry on a magazine, and you pull the magazine out, it automatically uh, releases the bolt. So you don't have, uh, you know, you got to pull the bolt back. Uh, normally when I train in the, you know, using, you know, regular two, two, three, five, five, six, uh, cartridges, uh, I just normally push the the bolt release button. That's not a huge deal. Um, but the thing that I fucking hated the most is loading them fucking bitches up. Um, in regard, you know, the magazines hold 25 rounds and when I was loading them up, not every mag, you know, it was, it didn't seem like every magazine would hold all 25. It was just super stiff. And then not only that, but it was hard as shit to load those things. I actually am now looking at loaders for those because it is a pain in the ass to load it. I found like the best way to load it is you take your index finger and you push down on the round uh, or the the follower. Uh, and then you, uh, from the almost from the very front, uh, you just slide it back and then lift your finger up. Uh, But still, I mean it you know, kinda sharp edges, it sucks balls. Uh it's not very good system in my opinion in doing that. And that's one reason why I was really wanting the um the Smith and West M P fifteen twenty two is because uh the magazines kinda like, you know, traditional twenty two magazines. You pull uh, a little thing down and and you just load them down and you just keep pushing it down, all that kind of shit. So um That's the only thing I didn't like about it. uh, Looking at getting a loader uh, for that, Uh, the magazines, you know, are super cheap on them. You know, I saw magazines I could get for 18 bucks. So if I want to get some more magazines for additional training on uh, high round count stuff, uh, that's something that you know I can do. Uh, It's pretty good, like I said. Um, The only thing that I fucking hated is the loading of it. Uh, The price wasn't bad, 100 and eighty nine dollars for a bolt and three magazines to be able to shoot 22 rounds through it Um, and oh I will say this something else uh, I use shot timing whenever I go to actual do shooting at the range and training um, and it didn't seem like the shot timer. well it didn't seem like it I know for a fact the shot timer didn't pick up every shot Um, could that be because uh, you know it's a 16 inch barrel uh, I got a v, uh, V6 uh, compensator on the end of the, the rifle. I don't know, it could be, uh, it could be a lot of those things. Um, you know, um, and you know, that, that was you know kind of it on that. Uh, so I've really just kind of started using the shot timer as the like, okay, set, go kind of thing. I uh, you was know, just using the beep. wasn't really uh, using the shot timer part at port, you know, the actual timing part itself just because it was picking up every shot. So that's going to be the product news and reviews. Let's go ahead and start wrapping this shit up and get into the gun culture need that really want me to buy huh take it a bar harvest for a couple thousand huh Dollars. you need a to put the mileage on she talking i segment now on this segment we're going to be talking about a Netflix movie called The Old Guard now the Uh, source we usually use for farms and movies is IMFDB, uh, which they have not updated with this movie on yet because it's only a couple weeks, I think two or three weeks old. Uh, But I saw it during my quarantine days and it was so fucking badass that I just had to talk about this fucking movie on the podcast. So if you haven't already have Netflix, go check it out. The Old Guard uh, is basically the premise of it is uh... i heard it best described today uh... is and uh credit to we like shooting on this but uh... they described it as highlander meets john wick which was fucking perfect description of it honestly um, and basically what this is about is it's about a group of immortal warriors uh... like dating back all the way from you know the second century bc uh... all the way up until today and basically what happened uh, is that they were killed during battle then all of a sudden they started to magically heal and basically they can't die uh, So they go around uh, Trying to do good in the world and basically follows their story and it is a badass fucking movie because not only do you have uh, You know like IWI divorce. I saw IWI divorce. I saw a uh, fucking um some Glocks, of course. I saw some SIG 226s. I saw, of course, uh, you know, usual M4 variants. I uh, saw some AK variants. Uh, you know, saw a bunch of uh, HK uh, weapons in there, some badassery stuff. So it is uh, a good movie. And I, again, like I said, normally I go through the list of all the cool weapons that are in there. So that's the way you can take a look at those little gems in that movie whenever you start watching it. But IMFDB has not updated their site to include the old old guard in there but it was such a badass movie that I wanted to include it and there is already talk on the internet about having a sequel which it totally left itself open for a sequel Uh, it is such a fucking great movie Uh, check it out old guard on Netflix and let's start wrapping this just don't care when you needed me, I was never there. Yeah. real easy like a free throw. The way you let me go. I will never know. But three nights, no sleep. Well ladies and gents, that is gonna be it for another episode of 2A Lifestyle. I wanna greatly appreciate you guys for listening. Again, if you haven't already, check out our social media. We're out on Facebook under the number 2A Lifestyle. On Instagram, we are 2 Spelled Out TWOA Lifestyle. We're on YouTube, 2A Lifestyle. Um, TikTok to a lifestyle Even though you don't have anything on there We don't have anything on there uh, And also if you like the show you know, Support us on Patreon I'd appreciate any financial support That you guys, the listeners, give uh, And anything that you give us Goes straight into the show This is not like I, I receive Any sort of compensation from this uh, It goes straight into publishing The show every month uh, You know, the, the publishing fees through uh, The service that we use uh, It goes straight to purchase new equipment it goes straight into expenses uh, we're going to go to uh, NRA um, annual meeting this year but uh, it's been canceled twice now We're going to use uh, you know the uh, financial contributions you guys give uh, for things like hotels and stuff like that so uh, anything that you guys give uh, you know, we, it straight into the show. You know, go to NRAM. We're going to meet all kinds of cool stuff that the gun industry is putting out. Going to meet all kinds of people in the industry. Uh, gives us more context to put people on the podcast. And also, if you guys have anything that, you know, anybody that you want on the podcast, reach out to us on social media or at uh, email at two a mail dot com. Um, and, you know, we are more than happy to reach out to people and see if they're willing to be on the podcast because this is a show for you, the listeners. Uh, it is great. I hope you guys picked up a lot of stuff today, uh, especially in regards to reloading. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us, like I said, on social media or on email 2 a com, and uh, we'll be more than happy. We'll either I'll either get you the answer or I'll point you to the right person that does have the answer. Uh, and you know, I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys keep enjoying that 2A lifestyle and I will see you in two weeks.